joining us today for A Boy Named Flynn. This is book two from A Boy Named David series. This book is available on Amazon.com as a published novel. Book one, A Boy Named David, is also available on Amazon.com as a published novel, and both are available on the Kindle Vela platform. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, One World Group, a literary group. I'm Jackie Aguirre-Gross, and I'll be leading you through the adventures of Flynn. So sit back, close your eyes, and let your mind explore the world of Flynn von Longarine. Episode 23, Hurry Up and Wait. Photo after photo began appearing on Jay's phone. Jay at first stared at her phone, then snapped back. Everyone, Air Jay is texting with the phone Tiny Man gave them. Jay held up her phone, and everyone stopped eating. This, this is the island of Majorca. The room was silent as everyone looked to Jay and her phone. Okay, so they arrived on the island but not knowing where to go, they started with Battle Cat's infrared eyes. But that didn't work. There were some audible sounds of disappointment from the crew. Next, they went north to this area. Wilhelm spoke up. There is an island in the background. Yes, but Wilhelm, it wasn't the one they needed. So they went south. Lilla B spoke up telepathically. I said they were at the bottom of that island. Jay looked at Lilla B, and you were right. That's where they saw this island. Jay held up her phone. The island of Dragonera appeared. That's the same island. Look at the bottom. Look how it juts out, exclaimed Schneider. Jay nodded. Schneider smiled at little Abby and petted her gently. Then they found this home up on the hillside. From the ground, it appears hidden. There were twisting roads and trees which hid the main home from view. She says they're going to have a look. Let me zoom this photo in. Can you see it? They feel these are the frameworks of cars, and they appear to be custom vehicles or maybe race cars. Liam asked to see the phone. He looked at the photo to scrutinize its validity. Yes, to be so, this appears to be the frames of cars to be. This home is rather grand and not to be the type of home for a simple mechanic. There is to be a swimming pool, and the actual house too is of quite a grand large scale. But is that the home of Philip and Catherine? asked David. We don't know yet. She says they're going to go in now. We have to wait. But so far, this has been a pretty positive lead, especially since it started off with just some hills in the background of a photo. I mean, finding car frames is astounding. Cousin Hans beamed at Little Lobby. Our little member to our family, I believe, is a shining star. Abi licked little Abi's face. Once again, the shop in Berlin was on pins and needles. Let's finish our meal and go on 
with our evening. It may take some time, offered Cousin Hans. Mallorca. Ere David and Air Flynn would go down to the home, Air Jay handed the phone to Air David. Be sure you document with a lot of photos. If they are alive, they need to see them. Air David nodded. He looked at Air Flynn. Ready? Air Flynn nodded. The two boys began to descend. They hovered above the home, then to the front door. All was quiet. Air Flynn wanted to go to the cars. He kept pointing to the cars and moving in that direction. The frames were parked around the backside of the garage. As they floated closer, Battle Cat stopped abruptly. I hear voices. Air David instructed Battle Cat and Thundercat to wait on the roof. Both he and Air Flynn floated about six feet off the ground and made their way close to the walls of the home. Be careful of the stucco. It looks rather rough. Air Flynn nodded. Look, he pointed at two people speaking to one another. If you can modify the vehicles and make them easier to repair after incidents, I think you're a shoo-in for the job. I understand the ease of parts replacements is integral. However, my engines are hybrids. They're fuel-injected V6s with 1,000 horsepower output. Despite the lean fuel supply, they have power, enough power to win a race against a bulky V8. I work with the pinnacle of technology. Air Flynn listened to this conversation. He was in awe. Air David was nonstop with the photos. A female voice called from a distance. Phil, where are you? That's my wife, Catherine. Nice to meet you. Okay, well, keep me posted on the updates. The dark-haired man nodded to Catherine and made his way to his own vehicle and drove away. Catherine, this is going to be amazing. If the team can win at Le Mans, it would be a double win for me. Catherine nodded. The breeze began picking up and a gust of wind blew into the face of the man speaking to Catherine. He turned to get the hair out of his face. Air Flynn watched. Air David worked faster than the paparazzi. He clicked away on the phone. Air Flynn stood speechless. It was as if he was looking at his own face. Only 20 years into the future. They live, spoke Air Flynn. Air David stopped taking photos. Then why did they leave Flynn and David in the orphanage? Anger turned Air David's face bright red. I don't know, answered Air Flynn, but you better calm down. You're becoming visible to them. Air David ascended quickly. He went to the roof. He sat astride Battle Cat and waited for Air Flynn. Air Flynn picked up the phone dropped by Air David. He put the phone into the pocket of his graduation gown. He continued to listen. Catherine, I have to go to Lucerne. I need to check to see if anyone found the bank accounts. 
I know the boys are alive. I know with every fiber in my body that that witch Sabina lied to us when she said they both died as infants. They were either shuffled off to her family or someone took them in. Either way, they're old enough now to be able to know and be able to find us. They would be close to 18 now. Adults. Their childhood robbed from us. Catherine began to cry. Philip took a step towards Catherine and held her. They both cried. The pain of losing their children still remained fresh in these two. And the hope of finding them never died. Air Flynn, hearing this conversation, started to tear up. He had to go or risk being seen. He had brought one item from home. It was a clipping of the newspaper article of Flynn's debut at Carnegie Hall. He waited for Catherine and Philip to go into their home. And then he placed the clipping on the windshield of one of the car's frames. He then ascended to rejoin Air David. Air Flynn never mentioned to anyone that he left that clipping. They want to go to Lucerne to check the bank. They will surely see that someone's been there. Air J nodded. Did they say when? Air Flynn shook his head. No. We could assume that it may be soon, maybe next week. We should send the air people back and use us air cats. We can stay and monitor the situation. That phone takes voice commands. My voice is low, but audible. I can inform you if they leave, and we can verify where they go, spoke Air Hattie. Philip and Catherine remained in the home. The rest of the day, early next morning, Philip came out to check the frames. He noticed something on the windshield. At first he thought it was a flyer. Why would someone leave an advertisement here? Then he looked at it. Flynn von Longerine. He looked at the photo of Flynn in full emotion playing the violin. Catherine! Catherine! Come here, please! Catherine, hearing the urgency in Philip's voice, dropped the biscuits she had just baked. She debated whether to pick them up or go to Philip. She went to Philip. She approached Philip. He was sitting on the driveway in tears. Tears in his eyes. Catherine kneeled down. What is it? Are you okay? Philip held the article up for Catherine to see. It's our Flynn. Look at him, Catherine. His face. That face is mine when I was his age. Catherine, do you think he's found the information in Lucerne? Catherine worked at the keyboard of their computer. She googled Flynn von Longarine. It says he was adopted and started playing the violin at age four. A surgeon and his wife raised him in New York. Philip, I don't think he made it to Lucerne. He would be busy performing, practicing, making an album. Do you really think this is our Flynn? Philip had gone into the closet. He dragged his large suitcase. I need to go now. I need to check and find out 
Philip pulled at the chain around his neck. The chain was long, and at the end was a tiny heart-shaped diamond. Philip held the diamond in his hand. Air Hattie heard all she needed to hear. She spoke into the phone. He's on his way to Lucerne now. The Aircats were back in Berlin in a blink of an eye.